what what is it? What are the misconceptions here uh, uh, that that consumers and or clients, corporate clients, might have about this? I would say this is Mark. I have heard customers um, be reluctant to participate in, in Energy Star just for fear that uh, you know it would turn into something that would be regulated on them. You know, we certainly okay. stress to them that um, you know it is a voluntary program and that these tools are really in place to help you run your business better and, and do the right things. But but occasionally there will be misconceptions that well once I once I label my building for as an Energy Star building or I at least you know get a label. Um, am I now going to be required to make investments to move it up to a certain level? So that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's something that, that I think can't hurt it. Certainly the um, the time involved in, in collecting the information, um, you know, and, and making sure that custom companies understand the value of, of then using that information to help make their portfolio more efficient. You know, I think the time to, you know, to, to get it all um, is uh, certainly can be a, a constraint mm-hmm. as well. Okay. And and I think finally, you know, just in general about energy energy efficient products and services, you know, rather mm-hmm. than just Energy Star. Right. Um, you know, I think a lot of companies have had a hard time, you know, tracing the savings back from the initial investment that they put in because it, you know, measuring savings is is truly a very difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're measuring something that that didn't happen in the case sure. of, of energy energy you didn't use. So. Uh, managing the data and managing the information such that you can truly prove the um, the benefit of doing uh, the project or doing a program that helps save energy is uh, you know there's a conception that is very very difficult to prove out your investment. And, okay. Uh, I'd say that's yeah. a, and the and um, Mike Winka from yep. um, New Jersey BPU. Mm-hmm. Just to add to that, uh, and we've been in this business in energy efficiency since the mid '80s. So that sort of proving it, we we now do deemed savings and calculate those and have those protocols. So it's a lot easier today to trace those savings, you know, and and those. Mm-hmm. Um, environmental savings that we're going to get with the product today than anything. And the, the really misconceptions and they're holdovers from, you know, just uh, older times that it it's inconvenient or that you have to somehow, you know, sacrifice, you know, you have to shut the lights off, sit in the dark and put on a sweater in the co- and sit in the cold. That's a, you know, a carryover from the days of we're just going to do conservation Mm-hmm. Uh, the Energy Star products are, you know, to a degree even better performing than some of the products that are on the shelf today. So okay. they provide more features. They provide uh, more performance than ever before in that, you know, homeowners can see the comfort levels improve, their air quality improve. Um, so it, it's it's trying to get over those old concepts that it's inconvenient and that you somehow – um, aren't getting the right performance, and Energy Star helps to do that. It simplifies that process of, you know, um, of, of making that decision in the marketplace, uh, mm-hmm. all the way from the manufacturer, even through Energy Star homes, home performance with Energy Star, or on individual products. Uh, yeah. So it's a it's a you know an easier way and you know a way of coming over those misperceptions that are that have have sort of linguished into the marketplace. Yeah. Kathleen does it does does the the issue of at, at least 
and I guess it would apply to the corporate side as well. But uh, for for consumers, this does uh, is there still this lingering idea that that uh, it is going to simply cost them more? There's there's a they may save money, but upfront they're going to pay a lot more for an Energy Star rated product or service. Yeah, I think cost can be an issue, and it is one of the issues that Energy Star tries to address head on. Um, first by how we establish uh, a specification, um, you know, the, the rules by which a product gets to earn the Energy Star. We make sure that when Energy Star is on a product that the payback is going to be very attractive to a consumer if indeed there is some additional first cost. But I think it's also interesting when you look across the suite of Energy Star products that are out there, about two-thirds of them have no incremental first cost at all. So okay. it's as easy for the consumer as going out and just picking the one that has the Energy Star on it uh, and going home and just realizing the savings on their energy bill. So if it's uh, if we're talking just you know just to to, to take a product uh, to, to to name one specific product if it's an air conditioning unit there are, there are going to be instances where that unit the cost that the consumer will pay at the store the retailer where they're buying it it's not going to be appreciably more than an, than a non Energy Star rated product. Yeah, an air conditioner probably will cost a little bit more, but the idea is um, that the the efficiency level is set um, so that when you buy the more efficient one, the incremental cost, you will get your money back within uh, sh- a few short years. Okay. So it's not like this a 10-year payback, um, you because know, the longer the payback, people get, you know, am I going to be in this home? There's yeah, a sure. bunch of other issues mm-hmm. uh, that come up. So we design Energy Star to have a very short payback as it identifies the more efficient, superior products uh, for folk. Okay. And then the other thing we do is a lot of education around the importance of that second price tag. Because that's the other thing that people don't necessarily have in their consciousness when they're in the store to buy that air conditioner. You are very aware of the amount of money you have, but you sometimes forget about that monthly energy bill that you're sure. going to pay. Um, so we try to get them a lot of information on that second price tag. The first one's the price in the store, but the second one is the price you're going to keep paying to use this product um, day in and day out. Right, right. That's the one that doesn't go away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, I find. And, and overall, in the life cycle of the product, that's more of the cost than the initial capital cost. And as, as Kathleen said, that's that's part of the ongoing, and this is Mike Winka again. Yeah. Um, that's part of that outreach and education to link those two things together. And we do that in, in a lot of creative ways in the state programs. And all the states do that in terms of the outreach. And, and, and as Kathleen said, there's a menu of products that are out there now with a range of prices so people can pick their energy efficiency within that range of prices with their payback period. So it's not mm-hmm. just simply... I'm going to buy this Energy Star product or not. There's a range or a portfolio of products within, you know, a certain uh, air conditioner will have a range of Energy Star products with different costs, and people can you know, can calculate what they mm-hmm. want to save over time and what their pro- their capital cost outlay is, is uh, what they're willing to do with their capital cost outlays. So sure, it's a, because- a lot of improved program mm-hmm. from from when it was first initiated. Okay. So you give them sort of price points at which they can get into the program. Right. There's mm-hmm. a there's a whole menu of price points along the line where people can enter into this energy efficiency process. Okay. Okay. You know, so we we've talked about sort of the the efficiency, the reliability of 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 a product or service, the cost. Um, 
Mark, I ask you from from your perspective and the clients that you deal with, are there other barriers to, or, or what do you see as 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 maybe some of the barriers to a, a, a more widespread adoption of energy efficient services products? I mean, you, when we were talking this morning, you 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 talked about you know bringing these consulting services to the existing clients that you have. What are you seeing as as, as some of the more common barriers that are there in, in, in getting this out there to, to more more of your existing clients? I think, uh, you know, certainly one of the main things is just, just the, the fact of competing business priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, for example, in making investments in energy efficient equipment, you know, for, for many companies um, that the capital required to do that is, is also competing against other projects that they could fund that might have to do with, you know, marketing or, or, you know, a new plant for more revenue and, and those kinds of things. So, you know, just from just from run, running a business, you know, giving energy the proper amount of attention um, sometimes has some issues. I think okay. in, um, if you think about you know, energy efficient products from a standpoint of a, of a commercial building, mm-hmm. you know, one of the one of the barriers to having more efficient commercial buildings out there is unlike a, a consumer who is maybe making a purchase and, and they are going to pay the the life cycle you know energy bill for that quite often mm-hmm. in, in the commercial space you have you know landlords or developers who who develop the properties but but may not be the ones actually paying the bill long term they would pass that off to to tenants or whoever would rent from them so the mm-hmm. there's a decoupling of uh, making a decision on putting in a more efficient air conditioner or lighting system um, from actually having to, to be responsible for paying that so whatever mm-hmm. we can do and, and whatever agencies can do to help um, landlords see the value of ultimately having an over overall uh, more efficient building, which will ultimately provide their tenants with a lower price mm-hmm. um, in, in total operation is, uh, is something that's important. But, but quite often and, you'll see developers that will make, you know, buy the, the least expensive equipment because, right. you know, that's the, the quickest and, and cheapest way to get something done. It it it, uh, it helps their profit margins, even though uh, in the long run it may cost their tenant money. But at that point, they're out of the project. They they may be out of the project anyway. Exactly. So that's, okay. you know, I think that I think things like uh, incentives uh, that that can be put in place, you know, through states to help fund the difference between a, a less efficient and a more efficient technology, can certainly help make that attractive. Educating developers in ways to do that is very important um, and but yes from just a, an operations perspective ultimately you know there's a lot that can be done just through you know education and um, you know more efficient operations as a company to, to better mm-hmm. manage energy and the, really the main barrier to that is just is really just attention and and you know not wanting you know, we may go to a company and say you know, we want to help you put in place an energy management program, you know, based on Energy Star fundamentals that will help teach you as a company to be more efficient. But they may also be trying to roll out three other initiatives to help them sell more and, and do other things. And so sure. trying to get that, um, you know, that the, the right amount of bandwidth is, is important. Yeah. Michael, does this does this hold true for uh, for corporations that you deal with in the state of New Jersey in terms of trying to 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 make the link and get the connection between um you know developers and 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 just corporate partners well, well there are there are different market segments and there are different barriers for each market segment. So the the uh, lease tenant um sort of 
barrier is something we recognize and how to put put that together and, and eliminate or reduce that barrier with different incentives and different education programs. Um, and then there's different just market segments within the commercial industrial sector, the small business sector. You know, that, that that person doesn't have an energy specialist on staff as opposed to the large industrial customer. They're sure. going to have somebody who's buying energy and is more familiar with the programs that we have. So we deliver, we develop programs, again, around an energy efficient um, um, and energy star process to mm-hmm. deliver different programs to those different market segments. Okay. Um, a direct install to the smaller customer where you're coming out and saying, We'll do the audit. We'll do a uh, audit based on the um, Energy Star portfolio manager uh, right here, and we'll show you what those energy savings are. And you can sign a contract. Here's the cost, and you deliver that to the small business. And here's the incentives right there in, in on the location. So you're doing the uh, energy service contracting directly mm-hmm. for the larger customer. You're you're developing a pay for performance and allowing the ESCOs, the energy service contracts, to deliver that. So the program has to be developed around the, the market segment mm-hmm. that you're looking at. And and to tie that back into the Energy Star system, the Energy Star program and products allows us to, to do that. Again, people recognize that in the marketplace, and and that helps us. It gives us a leg up in the marketplace to say these are, these are the types of programs we want to deliver, and we don't have to spend time marketing that program or – as much time in terms of marketing that program. But dividing that up into the market segments becomes important. The The other aspect of that is, and, and um, talked about not making this regulatory mm-hmm. to the homeowner or the business, but somebody has to be, at this point in time, responsible for delivering energy efficiency. We've made it you know, goals and programs and goals for the utilities, goals for the state, and there hasn't been anybody that's been actually responsible for delivering energy efficiency. And that is the the thing that has to change. In partnership with the utilities, we have to make them responsible for not only delivering safe and reliable electricity, but efficient programs. And that's well, the change that's their... happening in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Why you're, is you're... it in their interest to do that, though? Um, because it, it uh, in terms of safe and reliable service, uh, you're seeing energy demands increasing. We're having more plug uh, systems, more computers, more larger TVs. So you're seeing an increasing housing and business um, development. So you're seeing that increase in energy usage, even though it's a small increase of one and a half percent in New Jersey, but it's a steady increase. So you're Mm -hmm. either building infrastructure, you're building more power plants, larger transmission lines, more distribution systems, and upgrading it, and that's a cost, and that goes into rates. Um, or you can spend those same dollars mm-hmm. with energy efficiency. And, you know, you're either going to spend, you know, that money on that energy infrastructure or you're going to spend it on energy efficiency. And in terms of the state dollars, those are jobs that happen within the state of New Jersey. So, um, you know, we have a goal to reach energy efficiency of uh, 20% energy reduction by 2020, mm-hmm. um, that means our programs have to double, triple um, in, in size from what we're currently doing. You can say that's an undaunting task, or you can look at it in the reverse, that that provides us with a job growth opportunity and an economic mm-hmm. opportunity to deliver jobs in the state of New Jersey, energy yeah. efficiency jobs in partnership with the utilities 
once they have that responsibility to deliver that energy efficiency, and again, around that, you're tying that around that Energy Star logo, then Energy Star product, home performance with Energy Star, their portfolio manager for commercial buildings, um, that sort of links things together. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Uh, you know, this, this kind of feeds directly into the, to, to the issue of, of making the, the business case for the environmental component of, of all of this. Um, Kathleen, I know that I've spoken to developers, whether it's in the southeast of the United States or in the northeast, and I mean, because we talked about developers earlier, who develop their buildings and promote the sale of units in those buildings saying that they are quote unquote the greenest building of their kind and they will they will give a laundry list of sort of the green functions the energy efficient um uh the the energy efficient attributes of a, of a particular property um how you know beyond beyond going out and doing it that that way what how, how do you make the business case for the environmental portion of this the money saving part everybody kind of gets but how do you make the business case for the environmental part well i think you know they do go hand in hand sort of the the energy saving piece and the environmental piece mm-hmm. when you're talking about energy efficiency which is what i think makes energy efficiency uh so powerful and what you are seeing across society right now is uh a growing interest in those things that are beneficial to the environment, you know, this growing green movement. Mm-hmm. And energy efficiency is a big piece of it. Uh, so you're absolutely right. You're seeing interest in green buildings uh, because it has um, a lower impact on the environment, but also because of uh, very important you know, public health issues, um, you know, less off-gassing uh, mm-hmm. from the materials inside the building. And, and people are very interested in uh, that aspect as well. Mm-hmm. And so as you see all of that, you have a, a very um, you know, robust response from business right now being able to demonstrate to their customers but as well as to their employees uh, that they're doing the things that make sense uh, in mm-hmm. that context. So they're doing things that are going to protect the environment to help uh, improve their corporate reputations. Sure. There's a strong business angle there. And then they're also doing things um, we hear over and over so that they can demonstrate to their employees that they're doing the right things on a lot of these issues, both to entice new uh, young employees as well as to uh, retain the ones that they already have. Um, so mm-hmm. there do seem to be a number of very important business angles uh, for companies to take uh, as they're doing these green things, which which typically do begin with energy efficiency. Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, I I uh, have yet to do an interview over the last I would even say 18 months where, regardless of what I'm going in to talk to the CEO about, if we don't get around to uh, talking about the the efforts that they have in place to reduce their footprint, if you will. I mean, this is everyone from retailers to to you know, chemical companies, uh, the last folks on earth that, that you would think would be, would, uh, you know, would be talking to me about it as, as candidly as they do. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, 10 years ago, I never had these conversations. Now I can't do an interview without having this conversation. So it's, it's clearly top of mind for, uh, you know, not just for young folks, but for, it seems a lot of people. Um, exactly. And yeah. then it touches on sort of another important issue that's, in our horizon, you know, which is addressing global climate change and mm-hmm. the link between energy, energy costs, 
and addressing uh, the nation's carbon footprint, which, of course, is related to each of our carbon footprint, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is the other uh, thing that everybody's trying to get their arms around and figure out what you can do now. Mm-hmm. And that's where energy efficiency, again, comes to the top of the list as something that makes sense from a business investment to get your carbon reductions in the here and now. Let's figure out what we can do, and then let's, let's figure out you know what it is you need to do next. Okay. I agree um, with that. This is Mark, and okay. I just want to add a little bit to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from, from our perspective, um, helping customers, you know, break that carbon footprint down to a site level and, and down to what, you know, an employee can actually impact, we found is important. So to mm-hmm. so have the ability to couple an energy efficiency program and, and, you know, communicate to employees that they're helping to save, you know, the company money and energy is, is one tool, but then also tying that to a site level so that they understand if, if we save a certain amount of, of energy, you know, what that relates to from their carbon footprint. And mm-hmm. uh, and tying those two programs together when you're when you're doing energy awareness programs and education and training, found that, that there are a lot of companies that the environmental angle of getting employees to do the right thing to to reduce their energy consumption is actually more effective than than the cost management side of it. Yeah, so they are yeah. they are related from that standpoint. But you do have to get it down to such a to such a specific level because you, you you're you're needing to battle this idea of. Uh, at least on an employee level, well, what difference is it going to make? You know, yeah, what difference well, is it going to make for me? And, if I, you know, and you, Mike you from New Jersey. I'm sorry, yeah. Mike from but, New Jersey BPU. Yeah. But um, you know, just to second what Mark and Kathleen said, it, it, those things they are important. You know, showing that relationship and the way you do that, you know, um, everybody looks at those avoided costs, but you have to monetize that somehow within a structure to get people's attention. Um, and the way we're trying to structure that is you, whether it's a homeowner or it's a business, start with either the Home Performance with Energy Star rating system or the portfolio manager that EPA has for their Energy Star programs on the commercial industrial side. And you start with that somebody coming in and doing that rating, benchmarking that building and saying, here's the report. If you want to get to your energy savings and avoid these environmental impacts, here's what you have to do. Here are the things you can do and the payback period. And here's, and from our standpoint, then we take over, here's the list of contractors within these utility service areas that can help deliver that. And then the next step in monetizing that is to be able to deliver the financing for that. And that's how you tie those two things together with the utility on the bill financing to say, we're going to deliver that financing. And that could be third-party financing or it could be, you know, through the utility financing that monetizes that cost, you get the immediate feedback on a monthly basis. Here's what I'm saving. Here's how I'm paying back this financing. The more I save, the quicker I pay uh, this financing back. And here's what I'm not only saving in energy, but what I'm avoiding in those environmental impacts. And that starts to tie those two things together about cost savings, avoided impacts, uh, and the ability to see on a monthly basis the the uh, results of your energy efficiency upgrades um, around this whole sort of branding of Energy Star, Energy Star buildings, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and and that gives customers their immediate feedback. Yeah, yeah. Does this then uh, d- does everything that you've explained, uh, Michael? Does and and Mark, I, I put this to you question to you as well. Uh, first off, um, does this speak to the idea of uh, uh, good risk management on the corporate side when there is an energy efficient 
policy in place? I mean, what what is does it speak to that point, or, or are we off in another direction? I think Mark, this is Mark. I would say, uh-huh. you know, at a most basic level, um, it's it's a natural protection against higher fuel prices, like we said before. So okay. you could call it a a hedge, but you can really just call it, you know, it's a, it's the right thing to do um, to help protect you against prices that that are escalating that you really don't have control over. Okay. Um, that's that's one piece of it. The other piece of it, which I think remains to to be fleshed out, but as you said, you've been taught every CEO you talk to has something to talk about is footprint mm-hmm. and uh, carbon management. You know, there certainly will be large risks and opportunities available to companies who uh, manage carbon and, and can understand their footprint and have programs in place to to offset it and, and reduce it. And uh, and we believe that you know companies who are leading today and, and developing those strategies will have a competitive advantage and therefore, you know, good risk management towards what, whatever legislation ends up coming out uh, in the U.S. towards towards carbon management. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Michael, do you see this, uh, and Kathleen as well, I mean, do you see this from your per- perspective uh, of how this is viewed in, 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 as, a, as a good, as a solid risk management strategy for a company? Well, from uh, Mike, Mike uh-huh. Winker from BPU. So, you know, from a company's perspective, there's not a whole lot they can do in terms of the rate they get charged for electricity. Sure. The rate is the rate. But what they have a, a lot of control over is that energy cost. And that's where energy efficiency comes in to help them manage that risk. And, you know, um, Mark talked about hedging that price. Um, uh, you know, you, the rate is going to be what the rate is. And those there's a complicated formula that develops that. But here's a way that you can uh, control the cost for energy into the future by um, picking up you know, the Energy Star logo products and, and, and programs um, and being able to lower that risk. There, in, in terms of the carbon footprint and the, the issues around carbon and managing carbon, mm-hmm. well, there are only two ways to lower your carbon footprint. You're either going to make that energy cleaner or renewable, or you're going to use it more efficiently. You know, every fossil fuel process is going to generate a CO2, and those are greenhouse gas emissions. You want to reduce your footprint, you're going to be doing energy efficiency. And, you know, that's how you're going to hedge the control against carbon and whatever, you know, system comes out for managing carbon into the future. The more efficiency you do, the lower that cost for um, controlling carbon into the future. Mm-hmm. And those two things for companies are, are direct, you know, risk control uh, into the future. Yeah, absolutely. Kathleen, well, add to this. Tell me, what, you know, from your perspective, what, what, what is the what, what's the value? How, how does this relate to risk management for a company? Uh, we see energy efficiency strategies as a very important risk management uh, approach for companies mm-hmm. to take. We actually brought together um, some corporate executives recently and had uh, such a discussion. Uh, you know, what are the risk factors facing you over the next 10, 20 years? And what is it that comes to the top of the list, regardless of um, what those risk factors are? And mm-hmm. it was energy efficiency um, every time in terms wow. of what you can do within your own uh, sort of fence line uh, to improve operations. You know, look at the materials that you use and the embedded energy in those, and then also looking at the products that you are making and putting out into society and the energy impact of those products, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, when you look at all that together and figure out what you can do to reduce energy, um, you know, it's a pretty sort of powerful uh, set of things you can do. 
And do they do they view uh, when when, the, when these companies talk to you? Are do you, are you getting the sense that they are giving equal weight to the cost savings as well as the environmental aspect of this, or does one outweigh the other at this point? Where where do you think they're sitting on that? I think it's both. Um, yeah. Just because you are looking at the volatile energy market uh, in which we are in, mm-hmm. uh, particularly when you look at natural gas prices and you sure. look at the. Uh, growing pressure on the natural gas supplies, um, you know, people want to be ready for that. And then, you know, carbon policy is uh, is coming uh, and will have an impact on those issues as well. But um, sort of the world energy markets um, currently are, are big drivers on the energy front, somewhat separable from the carbon issue. So when the corporations look at these things. Um, it's just energy efficiency, uh, you know, addresses them both, and it offers significant savings. You know, some of the companies we work with through Energy Star are seeing 10% savings, 20% savings, uh, or more across their holdings. So, um, you know, it's big savings they can be getting now. Okay, okay. Kathleen, I wanted you to take this, this, this next question first, and then Michael and, and Mark will get to you. It, it, the, the Energy Star, specifically the Energy Star designation, what does it? what is the message that you believe it says to investors, whether it is a retailer using this, whether it is a manufacturer, uh, a, a, a service provider, what, what does it say to investors? What do you think it says to investors? (laughs) We we think it says a credible mark uh, for energy efficiency, maintaining performance, you know, no sacrifice, uh, and a way to protect the environment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Are those issues that you feel are going to become of greater concern and interest to people looking to, whether it's mutual fund managers or individual investors, do you think that that's something that's going to become more important to them as the years go on? We do. I mean, we already have a lot of interest uh, from the investment community uh, as they look at the buildings in their holdings uh, and and the uh, and companies that they've invested in and how it is they're managing their energy use. Uh, and we see that this trend is is only going to grow. Mm-hmm. Mark, with your clients. Um, what do you think it's saying to? I mean, they want to use this. With their, they want to be as attractive as possible to the investors um, that they're looking to, that they're looking to attract. What do you think this is saying to them? Um, right, real quickly, it, it says to me that they've they're a company that has you know made the effort to be best in class in mm-hmm. management of their assets and their portfolio as it relates to energy. So companies that we've seen that. Uh, that take the trip to DC and then are involved in Energy Star, you know, for Partner of the Year, for example. Right. You know, they have a they a top level buy-in all the way up to the, the senior level of management um, on you know running their company in a way that's you know efficient, so they're managing costs well, and that translates, you know, that that culture that that Energy Star creates translates obviously to savings in energy, but it can translate across the corporation in other areas as well if they're managing energy well. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it says that they're a company that is um, serious about their their stewardship and their and their um, impact on the environment. Because, yep. as we said before, you know, having a good energy efficient um, program in place helps uh, helps them from an environmental perspective. So, yeah. and that translates down to uh, employees who are proud to work for a company like that, who are dealing with your customers, who I think mm-hmm. also are in a position to to see that. Um, you know, overall resonate in, in their communications with them that uh, 
this is a company that you know that that is um you know i guess best in class is the best yeah, way i could put yeah. it Exactly. Michael, does it speak to, to the idea of, I mean, and Mark raised this point, the idea of a certain discipline that exists? I mean, from as an outsider, I would look at a company and say, well, you know, if they've kind of got their act together in this arena, I would assume that they've got it together in other parts of the company that would interest me as an investor. And again, to link it back to Energy Star, the way we look at it, and I think the way we've, you know, talked to companies that do this, Energy Star is the gold standard. Mm -hmm. um, it, it has the track record going for it. It's a, a well-documented system. It's uh, and investors can see the difference between a paper-thin, you know, uh, program or something that has substantial documentation. Um, and participating in, you know, a Energy Star program means that that company, as as Mark said, is is invested with the uh, uh, and committed to the best business practices, environmental stewardship, and is a strong um, corporate citizen. And that translates into a comfort level for the investment community to invest in those those businesses. They're dedicated to, you know, saving their um, their um, shareholders with um, um, their um, cost, yep. and that translates into a, a uh, or should translate into an ability for uh, the investment com uh, community to have confidence in those companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's endless studies trying to link. I mean, the bottom line effects of of you know all kinds of corporate social responsibility. Um, initiatives with profitability. But even if you step away and you can't make that solid line, anecdotally, you look at it and say, there there has to be a connection. There, there's no way one can exist without the other being affected. And I think this is the, this is the same, uh, the same thing that we're talking about here. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think if you were, you know, invested in saving dollars and saving the environment, you're going to be invested in, in, you know, protecting your shareholders going forward. And those things, I think, as you said, are, are directly, you know, linked one-to-one, -one, and that's a great analogy. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. You know, we're, we're talking all, all about, you know, the, the, the benefits of all of this, what it can bring to consumers, to, to, uh, to, to corporate executives, to, to the environment. But how do you there, – there has to be a, a more effective way to promote this idea of energy efficiency, both the residential and in the commercial sector. If you could give a list of three things that you wish you could see done or there could be improvements in in, in these efforts, what would they be? Um, and, and Kathleen, we'll start with you. I mean, wh how, how could this be, how could we have more effective ways to promote these, these issues of energy efficiency, uh, you know, with, with consumers and, and with businesses? Well, I think Mike spoke uh, to one of the avenues that we're starting to see uh, pick up uh, across mm -hmm. the country, and it is seeing more money uh, flow to organized energy efficiency programs run at the state level by utilities and others to get energy efficiency information, tools, resources, partnerships with energy service companies uh, into the hands of their customer base. Okay. Okay, um, it, Michael. How about from your perspective? What, what, what? How could we be more effective in this, in this, in the promotion of of, of energy efficiency and 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 uh, and by extension conservation? Well, it, it, um, currently the programs are voluntary, so mm -hmm. you know the marketing, the outreach, and communication are always going to be important. What the message is and how you deliver that. But uh, uh, overall, I think that process for doing this has to be 
simpler. The, the, mm. the uh, financing for this has to be simpler. Energy efficiency mortgages are out there as a product and people don't use them because they're very complicated. I think if you tie them back into the um, home performance with Energy Star, rating the building, Energy Star portfolio manager, you have a well-documented, simple system for providing that financing and delivery of those energy efficiency programs. Um, the other is to, you know, to get the utilities, and they're, they are moving in this direction to be, uh, to be able to deliver these programs, not just in New Jersey, but across the country. Um, so utilities um, are investing in energy efficiency because it's good for their shareholders and it's good for their profits. And, you, and I think as, and I'll talk about this as, as a regulator, you have mm-hmm. to tie that into, talk about a corporate entity, you have to tie that into increasing the utility shareholder profits. The more energy efficiency they do, the more they meet these goals and requirements for energy efficiency, the more their shareholders should profit. If they don't meet them, then their shareholders may not get the full profit. Um, so, you know, you have to look at the utilities also as corporations and being mm-hmm. able to deliver and do risk management for their shareholders in, in this overall process. And that, I think, is what's happening today is that link between what's good for the utilities, good for the shareholders, and, and good for the customers in the state of New Jersey is all coming to a sort of focal point. Um, mm-hmm. There's no difference between uh, utility delivering an energy efficiency product as well as a kilowatt hour, a therm of, a, of a natural gas um, to Are that same customer. Are there different things that, that have to incent utilities to, to do this, though? I think you have to do that. I think, you know, that's um, they're right now paid, you know, by the kilowatt hour and therm for delivering electricity. I think you have to look at what are those structures that do that. How do you, you know, provide that as a requirement for the utilities to deliver that? And what is the incentive for them to deliver that service? And I think we're getting to the point where you're looking at energy efficiency. You hear this all the way from uh, James Rogers at Duke to uh, Ralph Izzo at PSE&G that Mm -hmm. the utilities have to deliver this as a service to their customers. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, the sea change that's happening. And it's happened because, you know, I don't want to make light of this and we're on the, you know, it's happened because of Energy Star and the logo and the programs that are around there can build confidence in the marketplace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Mark, what about from, from your perspective? Uh, are there more effective ways to promote this? I think, and I certainly agree with, with Michael, that uh, having a simpler, um, more, you know, I guess uniform comprehensive program across the country for utilities to incent uh, their customers, that helps a great deal on the, the equipment side, you know, so mm-hmm. when there are rebates available, incentives to, to take that next step in equipment efficiency, that's uh, that does make a difference. Um, okay. You know, those programs are all different, and so there's a bit of complexity in managing them sometimes. Um, so having, you know, having some, some, I guess, simpler and, and standards associated with it would certainly help uh, national companies um, identify those incentives and, and file for them and use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd look at it a little different way. I think promoting energy efficiency has to do, especially in the commercial sector, to um, you know having companies believe that that energy is a, a controllable cost center that has mm-hmm. you know a strong return for them. It, it, at the end of the day, it comes down to to dollars. Even from an environmental perspective, it, it still comes down to dollars. You know, what's the risk and benefit of, of investing in it? 
and having a strategy and, and communications initiative that helps move energy efficiency and energy programs from the energy department to being part of everybody's job. So taking, uh, having access to intelligence and, and what their building is using and what things they can be doing on an employee level, on a site level, mm-hmm. to impact energy is you know really the best way to, I think to promote energy efficiency because it gets that uh, you know, gets the the entire organization operating towards looking at ways to be more efficient. It takes a little bit of the mystery out of it too because yes. I think that's that's probably one of the other barriers is is uh, Mark as you point out you know it's a cost and no gee whiz we have no control over this so just pay that bill uh, and there's sort of a, a little uh, there is a disconnect between what it costs and what you can do to affect it. Even mm-hmm. though you can't affect the rate that you're charged. Exactly. Well, some of the some of the best companies we've worked with have actually, you know, from an operation standpoint, removed the. You know, obviously, everyone's um, incented and awarded from what hits the the general ledger, what hits the budget, right? So that, mm-hmm. those are dollars. But but from an operator perspective, you remove the the price of it and you give sites a usage budget. So you, hey, you're you're just responsible for the usage of energy in your facilities, and here's what I'm going to give you. And, and here's why I'm going to give you that, and, and you know, reward people for going below it, because then you kind of remove the, um, you know, the 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 belief that hey, I can't control it because prices went up, and right. get people accountable for usage, communicate usage, even the ability to to adjust that usage, like Energy Star does for changes in weather or changes in site type. Um, that's one of the nicest things about the Energy Star rating system is that it takes those things into account, mm-hmm. gets sites focused on what they can do from a usage perspective, and that, again, helps them start to see that this is truly something that's controllable and um, you know, allows them to, I guess, really promote energy efficiency in the organization. That's a good point because the usage budget just shifts the perspective then. Now, you're not just looking at the, the end result, the end price. You're seeing, okay, I have some control over how I – I use this energy, how much I use on a given day or the time of the day or across mm-hmm. a week exactly. during a shift or whatever the price, whatever the case may be. Exactly. And it, okay. it simply goes to just like, you know, managing energy in your house. You know, you can buy more efficient light bulbs or buy an Energy Star refrigerator, but you can probably save just as much by making sure that you turn things off at, at night and when you leave, et cetera. So it's, it's common, common sense, common practice things that across mm-hmm. an entire organization can, can make a huge difference. Well, then I, then I must be a good energy-efficient manager because I have a water <laughs> bill in my home and almost fainted six months ago when I, when I received it and then realized I could have – I had no control over the price I was being charged by my town, but I could impact – whether or not my four kids were taking 45-minute showers each. So we, we kind of got on a program of how to, how to be a little bit more uh, efficient in, in that and watch the bill go down. So I, I was a happy energy, uh, energy yeah, manager in my exactly. own household. Exactly. Right, and, but, and that's you know, the partnership between the states, the folks that are out there you know, developing these programs on the private sector and the utilities because you get that feedback or you can get that feedback into the utility bill saying, you know, here's your usage, here's, if you're saving this, these are, you know, the the savings uh, that help you pay off these energy efficient upgrades that you just made, and you can pay them off quicker, um, you can get a better cash flow if you do that, and, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, help to 
put you in a better economic situation on on the long term. So right, you know, earlier, um, Michael, I believe you were you were the one that mentioned that this is a, this is a voluntary. All of this is, is is voluntary. Do any of you ever envision any environment where this needs to be or should be in any way regulated? Uh, I'll, as a regulator, I'll take mm-hmm. that. Um, I, it, regulated not to the customer or the, the the commercial or industrial business or the homeowner. I think regulated to who delivers that service. And I, you know, you have to have an energy efficiency goal, but that goal just becomes, you know, a goal on a, in a report unless you can turn it into some regulatory structure and say you as the utility have to deliver this. And I think this is where Adam Smith meets Franklin FDR. The, the regulators have to develop good regulations and say, here's the boundary conditions, here's what we're required to do, and then step out of it and then let the marketplace deliver that and let the utilities with the private sector deliver that program. So that's what I talk about, you know, the, the regulatory structure. That regulation for energy efficiency says somebody has to be responsible for delivering energy efficiency if you're going to move to the next level. Um, not responsible on the you know, customer side, but somebody has to be responsible for delivering that program. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's what states are starting to look at and how you monetize that, mm-hmm. developing these renewable ener- uh, energy efficiency portfolio standards and saying as a utility within your portfolio, you have to have X amount of energy efficiency that you deliver. And that percentage goes up over time. Um, and here's the programs that you can deliver, and you link those to Energy Star and Home Performance with Energy Star and the Portfolio Manager or the different uh, Energy Star products that are out there. Okay, Kathleen, do you agree? Absolutely. Um, you know, when you look at the portfolios of energy efficiency programs that are being run in places like New Jersey, what you see is they are delivering energy savings at a cost of around $0.03 cents a kilowatt hour or less in some places. Mm-hmm. And when you go out and you do new generation, it's about double the cost. So I think what Mike is talking about is you're trying to put together the regulatory structure in which it's very important to go out and find those energy savings that cost less than sort of our business as usual path of building all the time to, to meet that growing demand. Uh, so when you do do that, the market can respond and you'll end up with um, a whole group of customers that indeed will be better off uh, mm-hmm. a bunch of years down the road. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen, I'll let you d- d- take the, the, this last question first. I, I, I'm, I'm curious where all of you believe the, the Energy Star program, and even more importantly, its message is going to be in five or six or, or ten years. Where, where do you think we're going to be? How much more of of an impact is it is it going to have? Where, where do you feel it's going to be? Yeah, I see the Energy Star program really serving the same role that it's doing now, but doing it even more broadly uh, across the country. I mean, right now, I think it's very well uh, built uh, to be the building blocks uh, for programs like what's being run in New Jersey, uh, for being behind the type of services uh, that you hear Mark talking about. And I think that's right where we want Energy Star to be, is providing this credible foundation for information tools uh, and product selection uh, that can help people make good choices. Mm-hmm. And I think what we'll see is uh, the pressures um, on our energy prices and the issues with climate are just going to enhance uh, the uptake uh, of all of these resources. Yeah, this, this isn't going to go – I you, I don't think anyone can envision an environment where it's going to go backwards. 
Um, Mark, where, from your perspective, where, where do you think the message is, is, is going to be? I just see uh, really an expansion off the, the base that's there right now. Um, certainly energy efficiency, I think we all believe, will will weigh more heavily in all decisions affecting companies and affecting us at a, at a residential level as prices go up, as the you know carbon cap and trade and, and different options like that come into place. Um, so I think you know awareness of Energy Star as being a, a best-in-class process for companies to, to, to use as a resource to help them in the, in the light of higher energy prices and, and caps on carbon emissions will, will certainly expand. I could see it... Uh, and, uh, and and Kathleen, you'll have to help me with this if it's already somewhat available, but you know, also help extending to things like water management. You know, I think water is going to become a more, um, mm-hmm. you know, important resource for us, and, and perhaps benchmarking water use by building as well would be uh, a logical extension of it. And, and yeah. I could see, you know, moving into other kind of critical resources from that standpoint. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What, is there anything that has to change in terms of, just individuals, um, just consumption of energy in in the aggregate. Um, I remember talking to before he left, um, uh, before he retired from Exxon Mobil, um, Lee uh, Raymond, who was the former CEO, and you know his his. His views were very controversial at the time. I'm sure the comments that he made to me two years ago would remain as, as controversial now. But he was incredibly adamant in the in the interview that we did that you know the problem comes not from price gouging by oil companies, but you know just the the demand that we have in this country for energy, and it and it and it goes beyond gasoline it, it goes into you know all of the gadgets and the products that we use how many computers are in a home how many cell phones how many video games how many black i mean everything um is there some campaign that has to that will eventually be underway that will address the idea of just overall usage or or is that just a losing battle well um and sort of that's where states states step up and say here's our goal for uh, reducing energy use uh, over the next uh, 12 years. New Jersey has a goal to reduce energy use by 20% by 2020. And we we talk about, you know, energy use, as you said, is is always going up, whether it's natural gas, electricity, or, or gasoline mm-hmm. um, by increasing popul- or, you know, increasing products that are on the market. Mm-hmm. That, that energy efficiency goal translates in New Jersey to about 20 million megawatt hours of electric energy use reduction. Um, We currently do about 45,000 rebates. Each rebate is tied to an installation job, either a more efficient furnace, a chiller, a hot water system, or more efficient lighting. So to get to that number, we envision having to uh, quadruple the number of uh, programs that we currently do. And you can look at that and say that's an undaunting task or, you know, that's not 45,000, but that's almost 200,000 annual jobs that we have to do. And that can be an undaunting task. Or you turn around and say that's a, a, a unique opportunity we have to turn that energy efficiency into a service that we deliver. And those services are going to be delivered by jobs within the state of New Jersey. And those are jobs that aren't going to be exported to another country. And those are jobs that we're not going to be competing with another state because another state 
can pick up that same energy efficiency goal right. and mm-hmm. deliver the same jobs within their state. Mm-hmm. So we're not competing for a smaller and smaller, you know, manufacturing base. Right. Uh, we're we're simply taking that. Uh, infrastructure that we have in our existing homes and businesses and buildings and building up that infrastructure from the ground up with energy efficiency. And the core of that becomes the Energy Star program that helps us sort of do the market transformation. It, it, I keep saying this is, you know, Energy Star is the gold standard and mm-hmm. home performance with Energy Star is a recognized program and portfolio manager is a recognized program and Energy Star products are recognized. And that gets us in the door to be able to deliver that service and create those jobs. And we're either going to do that and change the way we do business or you're going to pay for that, you know, in larger power plants and larger transmission lines and larger gas uh, systems. We need to always improve our energy infrastructure, and we need to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think we can look at this as a as a job growth opportunity that is um, uh, second to none in this country, and turn around, you know, the economics that we have today. So it's not it's it's not get, getting at the uh, at the solution sort of from the demand perspective, but understanding that if the demand is what it is and will continue to grow, then the answer is to do it to do it more efficiently. Uh, Well, and that lowers the demand because if you're doing it more efficiently, you're going to lower the demand. And that has a benefit all across the board. Well, you know, while we don't have control over the rates, by reducing that demand, you're starting to, especially on the peak, you reduce that, that um, what goes into that calculation for that rate. And that starts to lower the rate and the price and the cost for energy across Mm -hmm. the board. Okay. Okay. All right. I find I you know the the I the only reason I bring that up is I just I I just look sort of from in my own world and I'll look at where I live out in northern New Jersey and in the suburb and the county that I live in and and I'm sure it's similar in in all of the areas where you live to some degree. There are, you know, houses being taken down and bigger houses being put on the same the same amount of land. And I look and say, my goodness, what, you know, even if you have the money to pay the developer to build that house, what is the monthly upkeep of that house? Other than the mortgage, what does it cost to heat and cool and light and run that house? And that's multiplied over and over again, block after block, county after county, neighborhood after neighborhood. That doesn't just go on in one state, that goes on in all over the country. So that's what I talk about from the demand perspective, you know, the Maybe our current housing market is putting a little crimp in that development, but that that's going to keep happening. So if you can't tackle this from the demand, where, how do you get at the solution here? And it seems, if I understand you correctly, when it's more energy efficient, the demand just naturally decreases. Yeah, and, the, and again, that's where Home Performance with Energy Star is taking us. And you talked about, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? Mm-hmm. You know, what Home Performance with Energy Star is taking us to net zero homes, whether that's that big home or the, you know, current existing average home in the state of New Jersey. Um, the goal is to touch every one of those homes in the next 12 years and upgrade their energy efficiency um, to get them on a pathway to a net zero energy home using Home Performance with Energy Star. And on the other side, on the commercial industrial side, using Portfolio Manager as that benchmarking tool to to get us moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. So, and in the in one sense, you're right. We're building larger and larger homes, but if they were more and more energy efficiency and moving in the pathway to net zero homes, um, that size difference gets taken out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can you can get there with home performance with Energy Star. 
and mark this would apply. You can you can extend this out and make make a similar uh, uh, comparison on on sort of the client side. I mean, if you've got you you may have more sophisticated um, uh, retail spaces, banks, stores, supermarkets, uh, but if they become more energy efficient, then their cost then they cost less and they have less of an imprint on the environment. Exactly, and I think you, you obviously wouldn't think that you'd regulate necessarily that down to the business level, um, you know. But as energy prices increase, um, obviously, I think companies will start making deci- doing, making decisions that would reduce their energy consumption either through more efficient technologies in their buildings or a change in, in operating practice. You know, the you know, say for example, a, a customer expectations for a retailer is that when they walk into a space, it's going to be lit to a certain degree. Um, and product's going to be displayed in a certain degree, and that all costs money, right, in mm-hmm. terms of high-intensity lighting and, and all these other things. So, you know, unless unless the customer expectations drop off for an entire sector, you're going to continue to see, you know, expectations. We were talking about, you know, banks that would leave right. their, their lights on all the time in order for customers to, to see, you know, what's going on and, and use that for advertising. Until that, you know, kind of perception might change, um, and customers would no longer see that as a, a valuable thing. I think you'll keep seeing people do it, and you'll just have to look at energy-efficient technologies as a way to offset it. I got you. Okay, terrific. All right. Well, I want to thank all of you for speaking with me about this. It's been an, an incredibly enlightening, uh, not not to, to play on words, but an enlightening conversation, and uh, I learned a lot just in researching all of this, uh, and I think it'll be a, a terrific addition to this uh, to this Energy Star section that we're doing. 